Hello again, it's time for Spinning Singles, another edition. And we left off with um, first couple of weeks of July, 1985. And um, we're going to pick it up with July 13th, 1985. There were three songs to come in the top 40 that week. And the highest debut was the first top 40 for a soul singer named Freddie Jackson. And this song came in at 35, would go to 18 nationally, so it was a pretty decent hit for him. He recorded on the Capitol label. It's from his um, the same album with the same name, Rock Me Tonight. It's actually put out before the album came out on the Capitol Black label with the color band. It does have a picture sleeve, and it shows him on the front and the same picture on the back. Um, got some airplay. Uh, it was a medium hit, and I'd say um, with the picture sleeve and the record, probably 3 to $4 for Freddie Jackson and a Rock Me Tonight. And coming in behind it was another big hit for Brian Adams, who is still recording, but he was um, really in his stride back then in 85. And this is probably one of his signature songs. It's just called The Summer of 69. And um, on the A&M label, from his album Reckless, came in at 38, would go to number five. So it was a big, big hit for him. And uh, does have a picture sleeve and shows him on the front and some writing and him on the back. And you know about this song, you used to think it was about the year 1969, but that's not what it was about at all. I can't remember what he said it was about, but it wasn't that. Um, but that's Brian Adams and got a ton of airplay, and you still hear it today. Um, Summer of 69 by Brian Adams, probably about a 4 to $5 record with the sleeve since it hit, uh, hit the top 10. And the last song to come in that week, uh, he was slowing down at this point, but Rick Springfield was still having top 40 hits. And this one came in at number 40, would go to 22. So it was a mid-hint for him called State of the Heart. And um, on his RCA label, and uh, wasn't a huge airplay gainer. It has a picture sleeve showing him on a guitar and a microphone and then some kind of a heartbeat at the bottom of the picture sleeve. Picture sleeve's kind of harder to find than the record. The record itself... It's from the album Teo, um, but the record itself, maybe 3 to $4, and the sleeves, 3 to $4. So a little bit higher price for that one. Not one you hear a lot nowadays. When you hear Rick Springfield, all they want to do is play their big hits, but this is called Stay of the Heart. And that brings us to the next week of July, 1985, in the Hot 100. And there were um, four songs that came in that week, and one in the Hot 100 I'll talk about. And uh, we're still having quite a bit of movie songs at this point in the 80s. And this next one was the highest debut. Coming in at number 30, it was from John Parr. And it was basically the theme to the movie St. Elmo's Fire. It's called Man in Motion. And um, this is kind of like a Brat Pack movie because it had all those stars that were in the 80s that were in those uh, movies. Like Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy. and this would go to number one. So it was a big, big hit. Got a ton of airplay. Spent two weeks at number one on the Atlantic label. Um, like I said, ton of airplay. And the thing about this movie was part of it was filmed at the University of Maryland in College Park. And I happened to be there when they were filming it. Didn't get anywhere near the filming, but I just remember them talking about it, how they recorded some scenes and um, of this movie. And that's John Parr with St. Elmo's Fires. Number one hits... Don't bring a lot of money. I'd say 3 to $4 for this one. And the next song coming in right behind it was another movie song. 
And it was by Tina Turner, and it's from the soundtrack to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which was another Mad Max movie starring Mel Gibson. We Don't Need Another Hero was this one. Came in at 32. We'll go to number two. So it just missed um, number one. And the cover shows Mel Gibson with a spear and Tina Turner in the background with a spear. And it's got pictures from the movie on the back. Kind of a cool sleeve. Um, Great song. One of her better songs, I think. Uh, kind of haunting, and it got a ton of airplay. Um, not a very valuable record, 3 to $4 for Tina Turner, and We Don't Need Another Hero. Need to f- refresh my voice there a little bit. Next song to come in was by Billy Joel, and it was actually from a Greatest Hits album, Volume 1 and 2. He put out a compilation, and this was one of the new songs on it called You're Only Human. Came in at 39, would go to number nine nationally, so it's a pretty decent hit for him. Picture sleeve is in black and white, and it shows him sitting in front of a piano and um, just some words on the back. And this album apparently is very well sought after. I remember getting the album through one of those Columbia House deals and keeping it for a long time, finally letting it go not too long ago because I had all the music already. But the album itself just is chocked with hits. But this song particularly got a ton of airplay. Um, picture sleeve and the picture sleeve is a little harder to find than the record. I'd say the record's three to four dollars. Picture sleeve's the same for your only human with Billy Joel, and it did get a ton of airplay. And of course, he's still on Columbia, that was his label that he was recording at. And the last song to come in the top 40 that week came in at number 40, and it was actually by Kenny Loggins. And ironically, not a movie song for him, it was from the album Vox Humana, simply called Forever. And it came in at number 40, and that's as high as it got. It only spent a couple weeks at number 40 and then fell off. It's got a picture sleeve, shows Kenny Loggins sitting in a chair on the cover and a picture of the album on the back. And this was definitely not an upbeat song, very like a power ballad song, if I remember correctly, produced by Kenny and David Foster at the time on the Columbia label. And I did hear it when it was out a couple times, but you almost never hear it today. And probably a 3 to $4 record for Forever by Kenny Loggins. And the one song I want to talk about that hit the Hot 100 that week was by a group from England. And I'd never heard of them before. It was simply just called King. And it was on the Epic label. And the album is Steps in Time. And in the, movie, uh, the song is called Love and Pride. And the picture sleeve shows this guy dressed in a yellow suit sitting in a circle with a spotlight on him. And the group is just pictured on the back. And it came in at 87 and would only go to 55 nationally for King, Love and Pride. Do remember hearing this on the radio around here. It got a little bit of airplay. And actually, I heard it a couple times not too long ago on the 80s station on Sirius XM. But it's not one you usually hear. Um, kind of put it in the same vein as like Adam Ant. And uh, probably about a $5 record. Uh, picture sleeves, probably a little bit harder to find than the record on Love and Pride by King. And that's bringing us to the last week in July of 1985. It was dated July 27th. And there were six songs to come in the top 40 that week. And the first one was another movie song. Uh, and this one was by Pat Benatar. It was called Invincible. Came in at 33. Go to top 10 for her. And it had a picture sleeve, and it was pink, showing a picture of her on the cover and just some writing on the back. And you're thinking, what movie was this from? Well, it was from the movie 
called The Legend of Billy Jean. Kind of a unique movie. It starred Helen Slater and Peter Coyote, and I believe Christian Slater was in there as well. Uh, very rambunctious 80s type movie. And uh, one, if you see, you won't forget it. It's interesting. And uh, Pat Benatar's Invincible with that picture sleeve is probably a 6 to $7 record for that. Very upbeat, got a ton of airplay on the Chrys- Chrysalis label. Next song before that, or after that, that came in at number 35 was another top 40 for Billy Ocean. And everything he was touching was pretty much hitting the top 40 at this point. On his Jive label, simply called Mystery Lady from his album Suddenly, Picture Sleeve shows him on the cover and a picture of Suddenly album on the back. And this was not a huge hit for him. Uh, Only peaked at 24 uh, nationally, so it wasn't huge, but it did get some airplay. Kind of a mid-tempo song for him. Not a lot of value either. Maybe three to four dollars for Billy Ocean and Mystery Lady. Right behind that, another big hit for Phil Collins. Like Billy Ocean, everything he recorded was hitting the charts too. And this was simply called Don't Lose My Number. It's from No Jacket Required on Atlantic. And it did have a picture sleeve, and it basically shows Phil standing uh, in a room and a little note saying, Don't Lose My Number, and a picture of the album on the back. And this one was a big, big hit for him. Came in at 36. We'll go to number four, top five for him nationally. Got a ton of airplay. Um, just a big, big song. Not a lot of value, 3 to $4, but still hear that a lot today. And that's Phil Collins, Don't Lose My Number. And after that, coming in right at 37, was a Cool in the Gang song. And they were known for their upbeat dance songs. Well, this was a down-tempo, slower song simply called Cherish. And it came in at 37 and just missed the top, hit number two for three weeks. actually thought this was going to go to number one, but it didn't quite make it. Um, picture Sleeve shows a picture of the group on the cover. There was actually nine people in that picture. I wonder if they're all in the group. I guess they were. And just some writing on the back. But Cool and the Gang recorded all their songs for the Delight label till they switched to Mercury later on. But this is from their um, album, Emergency. Uh, very nice ballad by Cool and the Gang called Cherish. And you did get a ton of airplay. One you still hear today. Um, not a lot of value, 3 to $4 for that. And right behind that at number 39 was the follow-up to Obsession by Animotion. And this was one called Let Him Go, simply from the same album on the Mercury Black Label. It did have a picture sleeve. Came in at 39, and that's as high as it got. So to be honest with you, only heard it a couple times when it was out. Never hear it today. Not one you hear at all. And um, not a lot of value, 3 to $4 for Animotion and Let Him Go. Not a lot to say about this one. Almost had to play it again to find out what it sounded like. And the last song I'm going to talk about for the week of July 27th, 1985, was another top 40 hit for the Pointer Sisters. And it was simply just called Dare Me. Showed them on the cover. There were three of them. And same on the back. On the RCA label. So they had gotten away from Planet. So I'm with RCA. And I believe this is one of their first efforts. It's from the album Contact. And... Um, it went to number 11, so it was a pretty decent hit for them. Just missed the top 10. I do remember hearing this quite a bit, Dare Me by the by the Pointer Sisters. Uh, not a lot of value, 4 to $5 for that one, and with the picture sleeve as well. And we are moving right along, and we were going to get into August of 1985, dated um, August 3rd. And there were five more songs that hit the top 40 uh, that came in. 
And the first one, the highest debut that week at number 35 was by Howard Jones, Life in One Day. And it was on the electric label from the album Dream Into Action. Picture sleeve showing him behind a keyboard. Of course, he was on electronic and a picture of the album on the back. Very um, recognizable song, um, very uh, electronic and um, made it to number 19 nationally. It's one you do hear quite a bit. Three to four dollars for Howard Jones and Life in One Day and very catchy as well. And next song to come in was by Prince, and he was having a lot of hits. Coming in at 36 and going to number seven was his song Pop Life. And you know, when it first came out, I didn't really like it, but the longer it's been out and the more I've gotten used to it, I kind of like it a lot now. It's on his custom um, Prince and the Revolution label, Paisley Park, and the picture sleeve just shows a woman crying on the front and a continuation of it on the back. Prince does have some value. I'd say it's a 10 to $12 record for that. And Pop Life by Prince got a ton of airplay, hitting number seven. And one that was even bigger coming in behind it was a um, song by George Michael. He had gone solo at that point from Wham! And it was simply just called Freedom. And um, I take it back. There were two songs by George Michael called Freedom. This is the first one actually by Wham!, and it came in at 37 and went to number three. So it was Wham! The Group, meeting him and Andrew Ridgely. And it does have a picture sleeve. And got a ton of airplay, making it to number three. So actually, it was a big, big hit. Um, a lot of airplay, too. Uh, three to $4 for Wham! And Freedom. And the song right behind it, coming in at 39, was actually a cover song. Um, originally done by, let me think. Um, it's a Motley Crue song, Smoking in the Boys' Room. And I'm trying to think of the original band. It just went right out of my mind. Um, oh, well. It was a big hit the first time around. Second time, came in at 39, went to 16. And that's Motley Crue, Smoking in the Boys' Room. They recorded on the electric label, just like Howard Jones. And it was from their album Theater of Pain. And they were kind of popular at that point. The picture sleeve shows a picture of the group in full costume on the cover and a picture of the um, album on the back just shows two masks. Motley Crue does have some value. I'd say it's a $10 record with Smoking in the Boys' Room by Motley Crue. And the last song to come in that week at number 40 was the first top 40 hit for Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam and Full Force called I Wonder If I Take You Home. Kind of a breakdancing kind of song from the album called Breakdancing on Columbia. Did not have a picture sleeve. Came in at 40, went to 34. So it wasn't huge, but it was just the beginning for them because they would go on to have hits. And that's Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam with Full Force. I wonder if I take you home. Probably about a 3 to $4 record for that one. And um, that brings us to the next week of August. And there actually I've got time for only two more songs, and that's how many that came in that week. So we're going to talk about August 10th, 1985. And the highest debut that week turned out to be a huge number one song. And it was by Dire Straits. And it had been a while since they'd had a top 40, but this one was huge. Coming in at 28 and going to number one for three weeks, Money for Nothing. Ton, ton of airplay. Their signature song. Got a picture sleeve as well with their tour dates on the back, which I thought was kind of cool because it was immediately outdated. But uh, the picture sleeve itself and the record, not much at all since it was such a big hit. Three to four dollars. Not a lot to say about that one. It just got a ton of airplay on the Warner Brothers label. 
And the last song I'm going to talk about, coming in at number 40 that week, was by a group called The Motels, and it was another top 40 by, for them called Shame. has a picture sleeve, kind of orange and blue, interesting picture sleeve. And The Motels recording on the Capitol label in 85 from their forthcoming LP, Shock. And the Capitol label, again, was black with color band. And this one came in at 40, would only go to 21. So um, kind of a mid-range hit for them. Not one you hear at all today. Only heard it a few times when it was out. And that's the Motels and Shame, probably about a $5 record with the picture sleeve. And that should be it for this edition of Spinning Singles. And we'll be back with the middle of August of 1985 when we come back next week. <laughs> 